this is Maureen Quende, your podcast host, and you are listening to the Empowerment Minutes podcast. It's a podcast to empower you with nuggets on learning and development, training, leadership, coaching, entrepreneurship, and personal growth. I am a learning leader, researcher, speaker, coach, consultant, and author of the book, Dream Big and Live Your Dreams Boldly. I'm the CEO and founder of EMK Learning Solutions, LLC. I have had the honor to coach instructional designers, trainers to become better leaders. So it's exciting to be back on the show this week for another empowering episode. But before I get started, I always want to take time to say thank you so much to all our listeners out there. We recently got added to Amazon Music. So we have many of our listeners coming from that area. So I want to say thank you so much. This means a whole lot to me and all our other fans and listeners out there. So thank you, thank you, thank you so much. So today the focus is on ways to increase our influence and referring to leadership through making connections in the workplace or wherever we find ourselves. It's an exciting topic. And you may wanna think, isn't influence control or looking at it that way? And how does that make connections even happen? Well, well, we're gonna find out from our special guest, Charles Russell, who will be helping us get started on that. So I wanna take some moments to just say thank you so much, Charles for honoring our invitation to be a guest on this show and be a blessing to other listeners as well. So thank you so much. Can you tell us about yourself, what you do in a nutshell? Uh, Sure, Maureen. Thank you so much for inviting me to be a part of the podcast. It's quite an honor, privilege to share this time with you. Uh, Again, my name is Charles Russell. Uh, I'm happily married for 25 years to my wife, Juliana. Uh, we're blessed with two teenage daughters, uh, 18-year-old Emma, uh, 13-year-old Olivia, who thinks she's 18, and, <laughs> <laughs> and just loving life, uh, living in North Carolina, in the foothills of North Carolina, raising teenagers. And, and um, I have, uh, for the past 25 years, I served local churches as a, a pastor. Uh, but uh, in the last year, I've recently transitioned into the role of a U.S. missionary mm-hmm. with Assemblies of God U.S. Missions. And uh, we're currently raising our budget. And once fully funded, we'll be released to serve local churches in the United States mm-hmm. as consultants, coaches, trainers, uh, and speakers, really focusing and helping to develop churches that have plateaued or, in, or are in decline. Mm-hmm. Uh, to help them take their next uh, uh, next steps of health and growth. Um, so that's where kind of where I am in life right now and, and my focus and what I'm doing. That's powerful. Thank you so much for sharing, being a, a, a leading a ministry. I know you work with so many people and uh, it takes a lot, you know, in terms of leadership, but I'm going to leave that alone. And uh, let's just get into what we're going to talk about today which is about influence, which is really leadership. So what is influence? I mean, it's, it's, is it really about power control? Like some people make it to be, do you want to clarify some of that for us, please? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, people have, our, we have a lot of different ideas and pictures of what leadership is. Certainly some people believe leadership to be kind of the, the seat of authority and, and power mm-hmm. structure. Um, but I, I believe that uh, influence is, is, 
leadership, influence is all about serving people, helping people. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and so I believe influence is, is the currency of leadership. And, and so we may have great ideas and great plans and great thoughts, but if we're not able to carry influence with us, if nobody is drawn to us to follow us, then those great ideas, great thoughts, great plans can't be executed. And, uh, and so influence is, comes about as we serve people, uh, as we help people. I, I think great leaders help uh, those who are following them to, to take their next steps, to get to the places that they want to be. And so mm -hmm. uh, as leaders, understanding who it is that we're leading, understanding their dreams, their desires, Mm -hmm. And uh, helping to create pathways to help them uh, achieve those things. And the second thought about influence or, or leadership, I think those two words are interchangeable, mm -hmm. would be um, if influence is the currency of leadership, then I believe influence is best utilized in the context of relationships. Mm -hmm. And so, uh, you know, I, I've just uh, I've just found as a, as a father raising teenage daughters, there, there are some times when I have to say, we're doing this because I'm dad and, and, and dad says so, but <laughs> I've found that the, the best decisions and the best outcomes come about as, as I build my relationships with my two daughters and am able to influence them through our relationship rather than simply from a seat of authority. You have shared like some powerful, first of all, I love what you just shared about influence being the currency of leadership. And I definitely agree that leadership is it, about service. You know, it's, it's not about a title. It's not about power. It's not about control. It's about really serving people. I love the beautiful story you shared about you and your daughters, how um, when you, you say, because daddy says so, what really wins is, is you having a relationship with them. That speaks a lot about us using our influence. So as a parent, once we're using our influence that way, it's even more powerful than us telling them what to do. I have you know, two small children as well. They're not teenagers yet. I have a seven and a nine-year-old. And my nine-year-old is starting to question, you know, why do I do this and why do I do that? <laughs> so I can imagine you know, what it is, what it's going to be when, when it gets to... Uh, you know, her being a teenager. So I appreciate you sharing that. So those are some things I can borrow and use them at the right time. So um, thank you. Thank you so much. You, you know, like my next question I want to find out is then you've shared about leadership, you shared about influence. So how can leaders increase their influence of others? Well, I, I think the greatest thing that uh, uh, a leader can do to, to increase their influence over others is to become a connector, to not just be a communicator, um, but to become a connector. Mm -hmm. In fact, uh, I mean, don't don't take my word for that. For that, <laughs> to the Harvard Business Review, um, people that are a whole lot smarter than than I'll ever be. The number one criteria that they found for advancement and promotion for, for professionals is an ability to communicate effectively. In other words, so the formula would be connection equals effective communication. Mm -hmm. So 
people who learn how to not just communicate, but uh, have an ability to connect uh, with, with others. That's the number one criteria in, in their advancement. Certainly, mm-hmm. talent and all these other things play, play a part, but the ability to, to connect, um, again, which leads to influence, is, is the number one factor. And so, so another thought would be uh, connecting is the ability to identify with people and relate to them in such a way that it increases our influence with them. Uh, I, I think that being able to connect with people mm-hmm. increases our influence. And, and it's something that whatever stage of life you're in, every one of us, if we choose to, we can become connectors. And, uh, and I think that's the, I think, I think that's great news that there's hope for all of us to, to absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. You know, you've shared a lot about connection and communication and influence. They all going, they all go together. I teach, um, my, I teach at George Mason university. I teach communication and public speaking. These are some things that you shared that I hope my students can, you know, listen to this episode and uh, pick up some things in terms of communication. People underestimate how powerful communication and connection is and and how far it can take us. So I'm so grateful that you shared that with us. So when we think of influence, right, I I just want to ask another question that maybe a listener might be thinking about. You know, when we think of influence, who benefits from the influence? Is it the leader who benefits from the influence? Who benefits from influence? Well, in my opinion, I think I think both parties uh, mm-hmm. benefit. The one who is influencing, and then the one who is being influenced mm-hmm. uh, benefits. So, so an example of that is uh, my wife and I were shopping several years ago, and. We had collected our items and we were in the uh, line to, to check out. It was a long line. It was a couple of weeks just before Thanksgiving. <clears throat> and as we were, were standing at the back of the line <laughs> waiting uh, mm-hmm. to check out. And I, I noticed that the cashier uh, was in a just a foul mood. She something had happened. I, I don't know if she had a bad hair day. Something something had gone <laughs> wrong in her life, and she was letting every customer know about it. She uh, just a sour look on her face, no smile, mm-hmm. no joy, no just it was it was bad. And and I have a, a game, for lack of a better word, a, a game that that I like to play mm-hmm. when I go into a restaurant or a store. If, if someone I'm, it just challenges me. If I see someone that's not smiling, the, the challenge becomes I'm going to make them smile. <laughs> and so I'm, I was undefeated up to this point, but I knew this was going to be my greatest challenge. But I had a, I had a good few minutes in this long line to, mm-hmm. to prepare myself. So finally, we, we, it was our turn. And, and I began to kind of chat with her and talk her up a little bit and, just wasn't having any any success. Couldn't practice, <laughs> and and we and so I asked her the question. I said, "Do you have any plans for Thanksgiving?" And she paused, and and I said, "Okay, I've got an opening here. I'm finding some common ground." And she she kind of muttered, "Well, I'm going to Florida to see my family." Mm-hmm. I said, "Oh, that 
is going to be great. You must be so excited. And I, I said, what are, what are you going to do uh, during this, this, this time in Florida? Well, I'm, I'm going to see my kids. I haven't seen them in a couple of years. <laughs> and I, and I thought, all right, I've got them. <laughs> and, and I said, well, I know that you must be excited. I said, I, I bet you're going to have a great family meal. And she began to soften a little bit. And she says, mm-hmm. we are. And talk to me about the dishes that different people would bring. And I said, well, what are you going to take? What's, what is your dish? What is uh, grandma's, you know, uh, anticipated dish that's going to be on the table? And mm-hmm. She said, well, I make a pecan pie that everybody usually enjoys. I said, oh, I love pecan pie. I wish I could go with you and have a, enjoy that pie, just be with your family. And she began to smile. We'd made a connection over food and over family. And by the time this is all taking place pretty quickly, but mm-hmm. by the time she had, had uh, we'd finished our transaction, we had paid, she'd bagged our, put our items in the bag. She was smiling. She was laughing. Wow. And, and she was looking forward to her trip. And, and we said our goodbyes. And as we were walking to the door, I, I heard a voice say, excuse me, sir. And I, I recognized it was the cashier's voice. I said, oh, no, I've, I've left my keys or left my wallet. Uh-huh. Or something. And I turned around and she had left her line and come to meet me. She said, I just wanted to say thank you because you have really turned my day around. Oh, my God. Wow. She said, my husband passed away last year about this time. And so this is the Thanksgiving season has really been a hard time for me. She said, but I just want to say thank you for caring enough to to talk to me, to encourage me. Uh, You you have really you've you've changed my perspective, my outlook on life. And I was just floored by that. I was thankful that I could could be. and wow. encouragement to her to help change her perspective, but and, but also and so so she benefited from that connection, mm-hmm. but but I benefited as well because it gave me an increased confidence to continue to uh, go out of my way to connect with others, to exercise influence through uh, those relational connections. So that was a, a long story and a long way of saying. I believe both parties uh, mm-hmm. benefit from making connections, from being a connector. That's an incredible example. It's just a powerful story. And honestly, there is no other way you could have put it. We underestimate how we can really add value to people's lives if we could just put just a little bit of effort. And so you sharing how it changed her perspective and also made your day. I wish anyone who's listening to this call can just learn from it and see how you can just use your influence. It doesn't matter how small, because there's someone out there waiting that they're just hoping that someone out there could make their day and it could be you. So thank you so much. This is really powerful. Thank you. Thank you so much, Charles. So then we've shared about who can benefit from influence. You shared also about how how we can influence, how a leader can increase the influence of others. Now, how can a leader increase their own influence? Well, uh, you know, I I think 
a way that a leader can increase the influence, help others to increase their influences, is first of all is is to teach them uh, how to how to be connectors. Mm-hmm. Uh, so teach them some principles, but but even more important important than simply teaching that imparting uh, information would be to model uh, for mm-hmm. for them, being an employee, family member. Uh, someone in a, in a, a church group, where, wherever you're you're leading, wherever you have influence, is to model for those who are watching and who are following how to be connected. Um, you know, oftentimes we say that that vision is is caught before it's taught, and I think modeling is a, is a powerful tool uh, to educate and to, and to help others. And so, being able to model how to connect for others is is a great great tool and example. All right. So I can imagine that might be challenging for others. So what are some challenges that leaders can face in a bid to increase their influence? You know, modern, yeah. Yeah, I think the biggest challenge that that any of us face uh, is a limited thinking, uh, limited belief, limited mindset. And so here's here's in a practical case, here's what that looks, here's what that sounds like. I can't do this. Mm-hmm. It's or it's too hard. Or I've never done that before. Just thoughts and beliefs that that limit us moving forward. I was teaching a a group in in some areas of of, of being a connector and what I, I didn't know this at the beginning with, but I found out most of this group were uh, were introverts. And so uh, kind of stepping out of their comfort zones uh, is, is not a comfortable thing. And so we, we did an exercise one night in the class uh, on, on just on networking, talking to people that, that, that you don't know and putting yourself mm-hmm. out there, putting the principles of being a connector to, to work. And they were all a bit a bit nervous and uh, filled with some trepidation when I told them what we were going to do. But they were they were brave soldiers and, and they they stepped out to the step of faith. And in mm-hmm. and in just you know 30 seconds, uh, no time at all, the room was a buzz. It was filled with energy, it was filled with conversation, filled with laughter. Mm-hmm. As as people that were not connected relationally. Mm-hmm. Begin to to overcome their limited mindset of saying, "Well, I can't do this, or I've never done this before." Mm-hmm. To I'm armed with principles that will help me, and they use those principles and begin to connect with people that they were not um, relationally connected to, or or maybe just acquainted with. And mm-hmm. it, it was a powerful it was a powerful exercise that proved to them that. If you can overcome your limited mindset, you mm-hmm. can be, you can in- increase your influence uh, through connections. Our mind is a powerful tool that most often people underestimate it. You know, it's just something that if we're more intentional, we're going to even have greater things that we can overcome that our Absolutely. mind is holding us back from. So um, when you shared a story about influencing the woman who had a, you know, had a bad day. And I immediately thought about value. Now, 
when we're thinking about influence, value, are there is there a connection? And what is the value in all? What what does value have to do with all of this? Well, you know, uh, Maureen, the, the ability to connect with others begins with understanding the value of people. Mm-hmm. Um, none of us will be able to connect with others until we begin to understand the, the value of, of people. And so that, that really starts with our attitude. Mm-hmm. Um, when we think about our attitude, you know, it's, it's not only how you connect with people, but, but why? Why do you want to connect with people? And, and so um, I, that kind of played itself out. We've talked about my daughter some. Mm-hmm. Uh, my youngest daughter, uh, a couple of years ago, when she entered the sixth grade, she just had a, a shift <laughs> as <laughs> starting to enter into these preteen, teen, early teenage years, where all of a sudden, uh, you know, mom and dad just, just that you know they don't know anything anymore and you know just kind of the, the typical things with teenagers and mm-hmm. and so there we we began to have a disconnect and, and I told myself there's there's no way I'm going to allow a disconnect to remain between me and, and my daughter. Mm-hmm. She is too valuable to me and my relationship with her is too valuable to allow there to be a, any kind of a gap in our relationship. So I began to think about how can I find common ground with her and begin to kind of repair and rebuild some cracks in our relationship. And I, I settled on music and mm-hmm. she was a fan of a, of a certain boy band. And uh, in, in a million years, I would have never played their music, didn't want to listen to it, didn't enjoy it, but she loved it. And I thought, well, she is so valuable to me that I'm going to, I'm going to pick her up from school. I'm going to have her favorite uh, boy band playing on the speakers when she gets in the car. So I began to do that. Day after day, mm-hmm. I would pick her up. We we I let her create a playlist. And so that was playing when I would pick her up from school. Anytime we were together, she knew that uh, she controlled the radio and she could put on. And we we listened to her music. And I I learned the names of the, the members. I learned their songs. We sang mm-hmm. along together and danced going down the road as I was driving. And we just we just had a great time connecting together mm-hmm. because she is so valuable to me as my daughter. And what that did was it opened up our lines of communication. Now, instead of getting in the car and just giving me one word answers about her school day, she began to talk in sentences and paragraphs and tell me stories about what, hap- what was happening at her school day. And, and we just began to, to really reconnect through common ground. And the reason that all happens was I value my daughter and my relationship with her. And so uh, when you value people, that really will begin to determine why it is uh, you want to connect with them. That is a beautiful story that you shared about your, your daughter explaining the, the importance of value. And while you were explaining that, I was just drawing a, a, a little triangle on my, my notepad here, um, connecting value, influence, and connections through common ground, like you, you, you mentioned for, about your daughter. And we need to really have an attitude of valuing people right because if you don't value people 
why even bother to influence them right mm -hmm. why even bother to to uh why even bother to connect with them so that is a powerful story i love your storytelling approach because when we're just responding it's not as impactful as when we accompany our explanations or our thoughts with stories to make them even more real in the minds of whoever's listening and and those who are listening to the podcast right now i'm hoping that some of the beautiful stories that charles has shared demonstrating influence value connection um, are things that you can relate to and you can glean from them to see how you can go about leveraging influence or influencing the lives of others so you've shared a lot already. Um, I have like some beautiful notes here about vision is caught before you start, um, being a role model of influence yourself as a leader, and looking at value, valuing people. Sometimes connections will have to be able to repair and rebuild them if they're broken, as long as we value the people that uh, are in our lives. So these are just some great golden nuggets you've you've poured on the show today. So I want to ask if there's anything else when it comes to influence through connections you want to share. If there's anything that comes to mind, if not, you've done so already. Sure. Uh, let me give you one other uh, idea. When we talk about uh, connecting with people, 80 to 90% of connecting occurs one-on-one. Uh, -on -one. Mm -hmm. So, um, so it's it's critical we we have some skills or some things to help us to connect better with with people one on one. So so just three quick things that that help us with to connect better one on one. Number one, talk more about the other person mm -hmm. and less about yourself. Okay. Talk more about the other person and less about yourself. Number two, when you go to a one on one meeting or conversation, bring something of value. Uh, such as a, a helpful story, a quote, uh, maybe a book you've read, a web link, a podcast, any number of things, but bring something of value that you can give that person that will add value to their life. Mm -hmm. And then third, and finally, is this, at the close of every conversation, ask if there's something you can do to help them. And then be sure that you follow through and, and do it if, if they respond. So just three simple little little behaviors we can execute that will help us to connect better one-on-one. -on -one. This three tips that you've shared, I was at a networking meeting this week on Monday, and these are some things that people shared. And at the same time, they shared that they struggle with following up. And that's like the key, which is what you've mentioned here. Because people might say, well, I'm going to do this and, and then, you know, not following through, then what's the whole point, right? So I think the following through also brings the authentic aspect of the connection. So that's really a key point here for whoever's listening. You know, it's not about you, it's about the other person from what I'm hearing from you, Charles. Absolutely. So um, putting the other person first and going back to you talking about leadership is about service. This is just a nice way of saying serve in every opportunity that you have. So thank you so much. I know um, some people would be thinking, oh, my gosh, I'm, I, I would like to continue this conversation. But unfortunately, 
Uh, there's a time that <laughs> we usually record the podcast for just, uh, you know, 30 minutes. So if someone would like to have this conversation with you to learn more about influence, to learn more about leveraging the power of connections, um, to learn more about value and any other thing, maybe someone in your community, uh, you know, as a minister or someone who's looking for someone to mentor them, how, where would they find you? Sure. There's uh, two different places they could go. Um if you want to go on, on, you can go to Facebook, and I have, I have two different groups uh, that, that we're kind of managing right now. The first, it would be uh, Charles Russell Missions. Mm-hmm. Again, Charles Russell Missions. They can search that on Facebook, and they can like that or follow that page, and we can interact together. Uh, and they can follow along with our missions journey as we're traveling our, the country, helping churches, and uh, mm-hmm. they can follow along there. Uh, the second place would be uh, go to Facebook and uh, search the the Russell Group, R U S S E L L, the Russell Group, and uh, we'll we'll be doing some things, uh, some webinars and uh, different different kind of talks and some educational things like like maybe we've done here. But those would be two places that that we could could interact and, and okay. continue the conversation. That's great. And uh, we have podcast show notes. I'm going to put them there. And so uh, if someone forgets, they can see it written there and then they can go look you up on on Facebook. So thank you so much. We always wrap up our podcast with a signature question. What does empowerment mean to you? Because the title of this podcast is Empowerment Minutes. So it's about empowerment, um, whoever's listening to the show. So what does empowerment mean to you as a, a minister? A leadership expert and consultant. To me, empowerment means multiplication. Um, I can only do so much as the leader, but as I uh, mentor, um, invest, connect with, with other leaders and raise them up, train them up, and empower them uh, and release them into their dreams, it, it multiplies. I, I put my DNA, my heart into mm-hmm. them, invest in them. And release them into their dreams, into their ministries, into their leadership roles. Mm-hmm. It is it is uh, exponentially much more powerful than what I could ever do on my own. So empowerment to me means multiplication. That's it. Thank you so much. We've come to the end of this podcast. I would like to thank you so much, Charles. I really appreciate you taking the time to be here. I would like to wish you the best in your personal and professional life. And wish you the best also to your beautiful daughters and wife um, that they've given some time away for you to be on this podcast to empower because you are empowering the listeners right now. So I hope to connect with you later on to find out what you're doing and, um, you know, how you're continuing to add value to the lives of others. So keep making a, a difference. Keep doing the great work you're doing. I'm so proud of the work you're doing. And uh, to our listeners out there. Thank you so much for tuning in to this wonderful episode. I know you've learned a whole lot and uh, be safe, be well, be blessed, and I'll see you at the next one. Thanks again, Charles. Bye.